You're listening to Law and Disorder with Pine County Attorney Reese Fredrickson on the WCMP On Demand. Reese, how's it going today, my friend? Well, like you said, it's a fantastic day. So yeah, did you perfect. get out? Did you get out and ride this morning? Do you have a motorcycle? No, no, I, I don't have a motorcycle. Um, have you ever had a motorcycle? I've never had one. Never really? ridden one. I. Um, you seem like you'd be a motorcycle guy. I, I'm not. You know, I've I've reviewed so many motorcycle accidents at my job that I, you know, I'm. I'm Person. Hate to admit it, but I'm scared to even touch one. Well, so. I, you've probably uh, heard of a lot of people choking on food before at some point and dying, but that doesn't stop <laughs> you. You've probably heard of a lot of people drowning, but that doesn't stop you from swimming, does it? No, probably swim no. a lot. No, I guess yeah, yeah, you got a point there. But yeah, there's yeah. just there's I don't know. I've back seen to it, your new corner, my friend. Seen enough dead bodies though on the highway, and I, I just <sighs> you, you, know. you always got to be a buzzkill. You always got to be a buzzkill when you come on the show. Um, <laughs> So I guess you came in to talk about something. It's law and disorder. Uh, I, I I did, yeah. So um, thought I'd talk about a case. Before I did that, I I, I was interested in uh, hearing your Wildcat Sanctuary uh, story this morning. So coincidentally, I had the privilege of uh, doing a presentation with Wildcat Sanctuary oh. just this past Thursday, the, the actual day that they were getting the Tigers, and it was for a national prosecutors group on exotic animal ownership. So, so if I had an exotic animal here in Pine County, upstairs here in the studio, you wouldn't tell anybody, would you? Well, you probably I, should because I don't know if I could take care of an exotic animal. No, and it depends on the exotic animals because, you know, we regulate some here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We don't regulate others. Um, Is that really something that happens enough to where you need to have a conference about it? It's it's to the point, yeah. It's gotten a lot of attention this past year um, for, you know, a couple of reasons. One of them, like you mentioned, exotic animals are mm-hmm. become more popular and they escape. Um, interesting side note: Wisconsin is one of like five states that do not have exotic animal laws or so regulations. You can, yeah. So you can pretty much have anything that's not federally regulated, type of thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And oh, well, the other thing, just moving to Wisconsin with his tiger later, I guess. Yeah. Don't do it. But. <laughs> So, and then the other thing is there's there's been a lot of attention um, uh, with regard to, you know, say that the Tiger King Netflix mm-hmm. series and uh, the person in there operated a roadside zoo. Roadside zoos are basically uh, for-profit operations and tourist tracks or traps. And um, they, uh, a lot of animal abuse gets perpetrated in those type of facilities. So, because of that show, it's been on the radar a lot, and then there's been a lot of attention. There's even now uh, a push for a federal law banning ownership of all types of big cats. Oh. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of a believer in the fact that we probably don't need to have exotic pets, I guess, if they can live out in the wild and stuff like that. I mean, right. like the sanctuary, obviously those exist because of like those certain re- reasons and stuff like that. And you got to nurse them back to health. And some of them, of course, can never be released back into the wild and stuff like that because right. of how they've been raised and stuff like that. But oh, interesting. I guess I didn't uh, I didn't know it was becoming such a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. It's just a lot of research into it. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic. Um, so it was, a, it was a wonderful webinar that we got to do and was honored to do with our, a local resource here and how many cats did they bring in did you get to see them all no no or you didn't get to see any of them you were gone before they came in no i wasn't actually physically out there for the webinar but oh. um you know oh I, I have been out there before it's it's a it's a cool place they don't do they don't allow visitors and stuff there but i had a, i have an interest in animal welfare law and so i, I got to chat with them about that mm-hmm. and, and how we can maybe partner together and uh, be a resource for other prosecutors in the state or in the nation. 
Well, I guess the uh, we covered that now. Let's talk about the... Uh, you have some chase that you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about um, a guy named Christopher Thomas Parker. Uh, he's 27 years old, hails out of White Bear Lake. And this story starts on December 2nd, uh, 2019 in Minneapolis. Um, nice little residential neighborhood. Um, the gentleman goes out. It's a cold day. Starts his 2013 Toyota. It's in the driveway to warm it up. Goes back in the house. After a few minutes, exit the house to go to work. Bring his kid to daycare. That type of thing. And his Toyota is gone. So, a lot of cars get stolen this way. Warming up in the driveway in winter time. Um, thieves come by and they're easily taken. Three days later, um, we're up in Pine County, and there's a gas station off the exit of Baroon Crossing Road and 35, and um, 2013 Toyota pulls up to a gas pump. The driver gets out, takes a card out, and he pretends to slide the car into the card into the slot for the gas pump. And as he's doing this, he pretends like his car's not working, and I guess it's a scam that fools. Some people, because they, the employee there saw it and thought, well, maybe the card reader's not working, so I'm just going to turn the pump on for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably one of those places, uh, like a lot of places, you got to prepay or repay at the pump type thing. And so he turned it on. Um, the guy starts pumping gas. And another person at the station, and I believe there's the owner, thought, well, this is suspicious because that card reader usually works. And so he goes out there to confront the 2013 Toyota driver and... The driver sees the owner coming out, jumps back in the car, and he flees. And, of course, we get a description of the driver. We get a description of the car. We get a license plate. They uh, call law enforcement. License plates run. It's that stolen vehicle out of Minneapolis. They know he's on 35 going south. Not a lot of places he can go, so they alert people down the line, alert him down to uh, Chisago County to be on the lookout for this car. And about 12 minutes later... Um, there's a uh, Chisago County deputy at a rest stop, and he's sitting on 35 at one of those. Taking a nap at a rest stop no, and just having to work out really well for him? He's not taking a nap. Oh, okay. So just checking. They got, they've got good people down there. I'll, I bet they do. <laughs> I'll vouch for him. Um, so he's on the emergency turnaround there and sees this Toyota coming southbound at 90 miles an hour and um, easily identifiable. So he pulls out, um, gets behind it, and... Let's try to catch up with it. Uh, of course, this car's speeding up and then takes an exit. And then that's when the chase ensues. So vehicles reach about 120 miles an hour um, in these cold roads. And they're flying through, you know, downtown Stark. You probably know that area. But um, eventually they go north and then they cut back east. And they uh, get a deputy ahead of the car because they kind of figure out where it's going. They throw some spike strips on the ground. Car hits the spike strips and loses control and goes off into a ditch and does flips over multiple times and ends up in the field. The car lands upright and driver jumps out and then starts running through the field, you know, probably about a foot deep snow, just just booking it on, on foot. And a couple deputies jump out of their vehicles and start running after them. And then another deputy drives as his squad car into the field as far as he can go and as fast as he can go until it gets completely stuck. And then it's far enough where he can almost catch the guy and they runs up and jumps him and they get him in cuffs. So it sounds like a, quite the fun chase. 
Especially oh, yeah. if you said there's snow, so this was in the winter, so um, that probably going a buck twenty on some of those those roads probably not the safest thing uh, to do. No, no, not at all. Um, probably safe for the rider motorcycle, but you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> kudos, <laughs> kudos for this guy to be in a car that flips multiple times, and then just get out and run. Oh yeah, like most people would be like, yeah, you know. I think I'm just going to take this loss. I'm just going to call it a day. This man just kept on flipping. Yeah, it's amazing. He was definitely motivated. Um, you know, if he took that motivation and applied it elsewhere, he'd mm-hmm. probably be successful. But, you know, had, had a very strong self-interest here and, and pursued that. I'm sure that 2013 Toyota had a, a hard life as it was already, and then you, you finish it off with that. I mean, <laughs> oof. Not the way you want to go, to be honest. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I think a lot of Toyos have hard lives. But. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, of course, he's unsuccessful. They catch him, um, and so he uh, again. This is kind of a lesson in jurisdiction. Um, you know, the the theft. Yeah, I was going to say that's. Um, it happened kind of towards Chisago County where the chase happened. Right. But the original kind of. Stop was here, I guess, or the first call in. Mm-hmm. So, you, like, you would would you guys be the jurisdiction there on just the gas theft, or or what? Yep. So we are the jurisdiction on the gas theft and uh, possession of stolen property because mm-hmm. he possessed the Toyota in Pine County, and so we have we have a gas drive off charge, which is a misdemeanor, and then we have the felony possession of stolen property. And the chase starts in Chisago County, so Chisago County has jurisdiction over fleeing in a motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. And but they don't have possession of uh, a stolen vehicle as well. They do. They could. They could charge them with that can you get, as well. Can you get charged with that in two different counties? You could. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's the great thing about jurisdiction. So. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and they they end up charging him with um, motor via fleeing in a motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the same severity level of a crime, and so, and I think it's they have it. It's easier to prove than him possessing a, a, a stolen vehicle, but obviously he knew it was stolen if uh, if he was flying like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, so and then Minneapolis, of course, has uh, jurisdiction on motor vehicle theft, but I don't think they ultimately charge him because um, proving that one person actually stole the vehicle is is quite different than proving that person possessed it because mm-hmm. you know we we get this all the time where you know these a lot of these criminals they they know each other pretty well and one person will steal a vehicle and then give it to the other and you can't really prove or disprove that that, that person, person knew it. about it and stuff yeah. like that but obviously when you got a video you got dash cam of somebody speeding away at 120 miles per hour that's indisputable evidence Yep, that, that, exactly. So, um, basically, so we look at his record. He has seven prior felony convictions, um, three for burglary, two for felon in possession, um, domestic assault by strangulation, has a uh, prior also for motor fleeing in a motor vehicle. Um, so he kind of knows what's up. Chisago County charges him with fleeing. He gets 17 months in prison there. We charge him with uh, the possession and uh, the gas drive off which he drove off with $27 in gas. Um, of course, the, the possession is a felony, so we get him on that. And he gets 18 months here. And uh, 18 months with seven priors. Again, this is Minnesota guidelines. It's not a random number that we chose. It's, it's, it's the number that we have to kind of give him that he falls into that. And some people probably wonder, well, it should be more, but 
again, that's the guidelines the legislature set. And also it's considered a quote unquote property crime. So property crimes are considered lesser severity level felony. So we don't get as high uh, of months on that. Um, but on that point though, when you, know, you think property crimes, you, you can look at it objectively like that. But the reality is when you look at what the victim went through, it is a pain. If you get your car stolen, especially it's in Minnesota. It's, it's yeah. annoying. Yeah, I agree. It's annoying. And, you know, and these, these like I said, these people had a baby, and this is the vehicle to get to his work. He lost wages for a couple of days because he couldn't go to work. I think he worked at one of those uh, staffing companies, and so he had to be there to get the job and mm-hmm. couldn't make it in. So, yeah, so he lost a bunch of money. Um, and the fact that something's stolen out of your residence yeah, you feel chained. a little violated. Yeah, feel violated. Mm-hmm. He had to change all the locks on on, on his uh, home. Um, so you know, and of course, you got the insurance deductibles. You got the loss of your car. Um, and who knows? You know, sometimes we have we have a bond with our vehicles too. So maybe maybe he loved this 2013 Toyota. I don't know, but we you know we we do have some kind of bond there, and we lose something that we've mm-hmm. we've paid for for years. And yeah, especially you yeah. can't uh, sometimes when you have a vehicle paid off, you just it's sad to see it go because you're like, I had that paid off. I wasn't making payments anymore. I was I was living the dream. And then right. just as it's flipping through a field, just with the sad music in the background as that guy is flipping. But it's the way she goes sometimes, my friend. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything else for today, Reese? No, no, that was it. I, I appreciate the time again. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.